0: Welcome to StoryWise, the podcast designed to give you the in-depth story behind some of our top storytellers is a way to inform, motivate, and inspire you to believe that you too can make your dreams a reality. My name is Jen Grisanti. I am the Story Career Consultant at Jan Grisanti Consultancy Inc., a writer's consultancy designed to help you accomplish your writing goals and reach your career destination through one-on-one consults, seminars, and teleseminars. And I am so excited to have with me today as my guest, Erin Zellman. Let me tell you a little something about Aaron. Aaron has been working in television since 2000. He started with working in the Law and Order camp for four years, and then he was on Eyes for ABC for a year, and then spent two years on Criminal Minds, and then was on da- is still on Damages. Yes. No. Are you doing it? Can, oh, you can't do both. <laughs> no. Okay, so he then he was on damages for three years, correct? Three years on damages, and now he's on one of the favorite news shows, The Killing, and he is a consulting producer. On That's the right, go. consulting yeah. producer good. on The Killing. So that is quite, and you're a Harvard grad. Did you study writing at Harvard?
1: Uh, you couldn't really do that. Well, I guess I didn't you could think do you know, so. there was there was an English department. You could do creative writing if you sort of created your own major, which you could do. but there was no set sort of creative writing major.
0: And did you have any idea when you were going to school that this was going to be a passion and a direction?
1: Vaguely, but not really. I mean, I was uh, actually interested in acting more when I was when I was a kid when I was in high school and college. And I, w- of, I,
0: I had <laughs> that moment, yes. Yeah, and, you did, and, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, who hasn't? In that exactly.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And
0: when did you get over that moment? You know, it
1: took me a while. I did yeah. it for two years in New York, uh, you know. Semi-professionally, right? Um, but that's that's an overstatement because I didn't really uh, make any money at it. But uh, I was interested in that very much, and then I realized pretty quickly that I wanted to write more than than act
0: you have a little more control. That was what it was writing. all about. <laughs> yes, I, I have learned that from, do you know, it's fascinating. I work with a lot of writers who are former actors or are still actors, mm-hmm. and it definitely informs the process. No doubt. So that is that is a great thing. Now, looking at your body of work, um, you've worked on phenomenal shows. I certainly Thank remember you. meeting with you many, many, many years ago. I'll never ago. forget it. I was very. I remember. Can I say this? Yes.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Jen, um, you got me my first job, technically speaking. Yay! The show didn't make it on the air, but I was hired, and uh, back when you were an executive at Spelling. Yes. So that's how we met, and um, I'll never forget you for that. Aww, obviously.
0: I, you know <laughs> it, that that is such a fond memory, it, and it's so wild because I I so remembered being connected to you in a way of I thought God I feel like. I felt like there was, but I was trying to remember the show. Yeah. and and then when you the Forbidden Island by Mark Frost, which was an amazing. Right, it was, it was show. about it was a show yeah. about
1: a plane crash on an island that had supernatural properties, and everyone's sort of trying to build a you know. That's right. It was not lost.
0: Yeah, it was not. <laughs> it, was not it, 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 it was a distant cousin of Lost. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> it was before stepchild. its time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I love that. No, I think that's great. And and I remember seeing your talent then like I was so impressed with you. (laughs) So it is so exciting for me to see your growth in the business and to hear your voice on the shows like that. Mm. I've loved Um, now with the procedural. So you're so first, I want you to tell me, looking at your body of work, what has been your favorite experience so far? And why?
1: You know, they're so diverse. I mean, everyone has, every job has its own, you know, good things, bad things. Um, I definitely think Damages was a real standout because, for one thing, my brother was one of the creators of the show, and there was something really nice working with him. We always wanted to work together, and we finally found something we could do together. Um, And it, you know, it was one of those shows that kind of had, um, for whatever reason, I think certain shows have this sort of momentum to them that that gets people excited and gets other writers I talking love about damages
0: it. Yeah. it is it's a water cooler show yeah yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. definitely and so it was great working with your brother now did your brother start as a writer as well yeah you know, he started he... as an actor That's as well. what he actually I thought. acted on
1: broadway he was wow. uh, he was way more successful than than i ever dreamed to be but um he uh transitioned in writing and he was mostly a feature writer for years he did it for i don't know maybe 10 years and um, did a number of things, a few things got produced and, um, but then he started working with the Kessler brothers and they, uh, developed something at Fox originally called the inside. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, which was kind of a, yeah, kind of a weird experience for them. Yeah. It, uh, um, went through a lot of iterations. And then the next thing they did together as, as a team, the three of them was damages and uh
0: that was a good next thing yeah, to do yeah and now damages as i was saying to you so damages is coming back
1: <laughs> it is coming back
0: yeah so i know it's, it's a weird that we got there canceled there was a lot of space between last so when is it coming back
1: it's coming that's a good question i'm not actually gonna, yeah have to look i don't how, feel yeah. like
0: i've seen any posters yeah like, no
1: it's 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 on um it's going to be on DirecTV channel 101 on DirecTV. That's right. So it's sort of it's actually it's sort of the the uh, Friday Night Lights yes, deal exactly. except it not quite cuz it's going to be exclusive. So it's their first exclusive content. So that's you know what they're billing it as and Oh, that's going to be know. exciting. And there are two episodes right now. Uh, sorry, two seasons of uh, 10 episodes each.
0: Oh, great. Great. Yeah. And I definitely will. I, I want to jump back into the shows. Uh, I want to yeah, ask sure. you first, before we get there, I want to ask you now is like crazy time <laughs> in Hollywood where this is what we term staffing season and up is happening as we speak. And suddenly the musical chairs and everything is going to be happening around town and everybody's waiting with bated breath and wondering if they'll have a seat um give us a sense of what that has been like for you over the years i have no idea i've stayed <laughs>
1: out of the whole thing uh it's 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 uh hell really you know it's an interesting um kind of hell because it's uh <laughs> You know, you go on a lot of interviews. It's like it's basically going on a bunch of job interviews. But um, the weird thing about it, of course, is half the time you're going on uh, job interviews for jobs that might not be there. So it's very, you know, it's always a kind of um, it's really about meeting people and and just getting your, your foot forward and hoping that, you know, things work out. So it's um, not
0: about the moment necessarily. It could be six months after you meet the person. It's more about the connection you make w- with the person. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah. knows
1: everybody. Yeah. So, you know, after a while, um, or, or you're one degree of separation away. So, you know, people just need to know who you are and need to know that they can look you in the face and you're not too crazy. Um, and and then they
0: a- can sit across from you for 10 hours. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah. I mean, that's,
1: that's really the the challenge. Yes. Um. And of course, there's the writing, but that sort of speaks for itself. You know, you can people can read your scripts. Um, yeah, it's it's stressful. I've been fortunate that I haven't gone through a ton of them. I mean, uh, before uh, last year on the killing, I hadn't done it in five years, which was nice. Yes, um, definitely. <laughs> really and nice. tell
0: me about your experience with the killing, how that all came to be.
1: Uh, you know, it's just one of these things. I read the scripts, uh, probably last winter um, or early spring. Vina Sud is Veena the... Vina crea- is, is, yeah. the, is the... She created and developed it for American TV. It was yay originally, for, yeah.
0: for Vena. That's awesome. Yeah, Good.
1: Yeah. And she um, did a fantastic job with the script. And um, uh, I didn't actually meet on the show for many, many months later uh, after going through a bunch of sort of network meetings, that sort of thing. And nothing sort of was the right fit. I... Gravitate, I think, especially now, the last few years of my career, towards the cable stuff. Um, I held out a little bit, um, and it worked out. It worked good. out great. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is it the freedom of the creativity and being able to go places that you wouldn't necessarily be able to go to on network? Yeah, you know, because the money's not as good on money... network. <laughs> so it has to be the sadly, art, Aaron. <laughs>
1: sadly, it must be the art. Um, you know. I think it's more varied. Uh, I think that's the way I would put it. Network TV, and this has changed over the years, and network TV reinvents itself all the time, so I can't generalize too much, but it yes, it tends to have a, a bit of a homogenous feel to it um, in terms of style and pacing and that sort of thing. When you get into the cable world, all bets are off. I mean, You know, you look at a show like, I don't know, Bored to Death. I don't know if you watch that. I mean, the pace of that show is is glacial compared to 30 Rockers. Yeah. A lot
0: of the cable shows. A lot of the shows. Matthew Weiner. It's like you start. I remember thinking, (laughs) you know what's so funny? I remember when they won the Emmy, I think it was for year one. And I thought about the people who had never watched an episode and then started watching season two. And again, it started so slow right. and went into the They're build probably like, what the yes, hell is this? What,
1: <laughs> what like dimension did I wake up in?
0: Exactly. Yeah, I
1: yeah, know, but that's I mean, I think temperamentally, um whatever that means, but artistically I think I'm inclined toward that. Yeah. Um
0: the slow build slower and slower pacing freedom, and a
1: little bit more the edgy. kind of a little more pathos, a little yeah. bit more um I get I get sort of distracted by, uh, you know, it, it, there's a reason why network TV is like that. It's designed to keep you from changing the channel. Mm-hmm. But things have changed. Um, yeah, people uh, are watching these things on DVD. They're watching them, you know, all at once. It's, all at once. It's, yeah, it's, it's by definition, it's appointment. It's not. Yeah. It's not okay. I got to sit in front of the TV and, you know show me what you got you yeah. know it's not it's not like that anymore there's more
0: patience to yeah go, okay maybe i'm gonna watch five episodes at a time so yeah. therefore if it's a slow build i'm in it
1: and people tell me i mean look, with damages it's one of those shows you know there's so many now on cable but damages was really one of those shows where people would tell me oh yeah i watched the whole, whole first season in two days or yeah. one day i would you know yeah. stayed up all night or you know yeah that's the way people are watching these things now yeah it's, so you can viewing habits
0: are changing. Yeah, and you
1: can take yeah. if you think about that, you can really take your time because um, it can be a slow episode, but you've got a slowly building story. Someone wants to watch that next episode. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to hook them in, in as 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 quick a way. You can kind of do a, a slower build. Yeah. They're gonna They're gonna be more. They're gonna They're gonna watch the whole thing.
0: And looking at your own voice over the years what you know like at what point in your career would you say that you felt confident that you found your voice
1: i can't wait for that to happen (laughs) every every day i wake up crossing my fingers i mean do you have
0: certain episodes that you just look at and you go wow and other episodes that you look at and you go how come i didn't reach no i don't look at those episodes yeah
1: (laughs) are you kidding me you just
0: like to keep the wow factor yeah why we'll <laughs> well, would i, I want to look good at good that ones. yeah we'll stay uh, with the good ones
1: yeah no i mean i think about them certainly yeah like oh what was i doing um but yeah they're they're i like i'm really proud of the work i've done on the killing i think that was you know Amazing. like i said like yeah. i said the pace of that show um is is surprise it's so subtle the show is about tiny 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 shifts in human behavior and when you can get to that level of of smallness it it to me it, it feels like i'm writing a novel you know or yeah it's internal it's small and um i love to watch those kinds of things i love bergman you know right. I, I love right. those kinds of movies yeah so it it was that training
0: you know. i mean because you went from law and order Criminal minds, eyes. I mean you did go from a very fast pace. Yeah. Yeah. So when you move and damages is very fast paced, even though it's cable.
1: In some ways, I mean it's an interesting mix because there there are things there are big jolts of adrenaline in terms of um what we call the flash forward scenes and the flashback scenes and stuff like that. But if you actually look from scene to scene, uh it's it's pretty slow, I mean, there's, also there's about yeah, it's very subtle, yeah. very, very small shifts. Um, in fact, they were <laughs> we were always terrified. Um, I mean, the genesis of a lot of that stuff was to give you a jolt of adrenaline because if it was just the scenes that were that were um, taking place in the present we were worried, oh, this is going to be too slow. People are going to be bored. They're going to need something to get right. them you know, interested to see and what happens. And you happen-
0: had the different time shifts yeah, yeah, to address so, that.
1: Yeah, so, so no, that's playing it. with that helped. Yeah. I like
0: that. In looking at the writer rooms that you've worked in, and I would imagine you've worked in many different angles, approaches towards writing yeah. in different writer rooms, what have you found is your favorite style? In the writers' room,
1: you know, I think that there's. It's always important to have a mix between. I love writers' rooms. I mean, it's really one of my favorite parts of my job. Is why I'm a TV writer. Um,
0: What do you love about it?
1: I (laughs) (laughs) look. The fact is, a lot of it is just fun hanging around with really, you know, interesting kind of quick-witted people. Right. Um, But
0: that's good for people to hear because I think there's a lot of fear. Of newer writers well, going into that <laughs> dynamic, <laughs> so is it almost like hazing? You got to go through the hard part before, yeah.
1: Well, I think you always have to be conscious that it is a, a very political environment. Um, it's just human nature. There's yeah. nothing. There's no. There's no. Um, it's not like somebody's trying to dictate that, but. but at, it is at a its, hierarchy. At its, it is yeah. a hierarchy, and it's at its best. Um, you know you're 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 coming up with ideas that you can never come up with alone it's just a a kind of you know an extension of 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 the brain so the
0: collaboration is collaboration uh, yeah. is i love yeah
1: um and and you know but i think i think what's important i think my favorite uh styles of working within a writing room are when you have a certain amount of that time but then you have a certain amount of alone time mm-hmm because a writer's room can also become indulgent. Right. And, you know, it's, it, is, it can be very fun and it can be very tempting to not want to have to, like, go into that dark room and face your computer alone. Right. But I think I think a lot of ideas get generated. It's the nature of brainstorming. I think you need to spend some time alone um, figuring out which ideas work and which ideas don't. And then whenever you get stuck, to come back into the room. So to have a flow where you're in the room a for a while. A balance, yeah. And then a you're balance. alone thinking about... What the room came up with, I think, is the best scenario.
0: All right, no, I like that. Now, for our last question before the break, um, I'm curious. So, you touched on something as far as facing the blank page. What, <laughs> what, what are some remedies that you have found that have helped you move past writer's block or fear of the unknown? Like, what, what are some things that you've learned? That I'm have still looking. You? Yeah, I'm
1: still every day. I'm looking for better ones. Um, you know, I think one thing that's helpful for me is, uh, I read this term somewhere, starter tasks. Mm -hmm. And what that's about is taking, I mean, like you you take 60 pages. I'm, I'm actually working on a rewrite for a feature now, which is 110, 120 pages. It's a mountain. Mm -hmm. And if you just concentrate too much on that, you'll, you're sunk, you know, it's terrifying. But if you can get yourself to focus on, okay, well, there's you know, I haven't quite figured out this turn in Act One yet. Well let's let's spend an hour brainstorming different ways to do that. You get into it, you kinda of find that energy, the excitement, the you connect to the creative part of it again, and then you're in it. And mm-hmm. once you're in it, it's almost hard not to not it's almost hard to get out of it. So right. you know, those things help a lot, I think. Yeah. Really breaking it down into tasks that, that help you just sort of find a way in.
0: Instead of being overwhelmed by yeah. the enormity <clears throat> yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 I have to admit, I when I was writing my book, I, I remember sitting down with the outline, and I had 23 chapters. And I remember just going, wow, <laughs> this is so big. And then yeah. I remember, like you're saying, paring down, go into, I knew what the title of each chapter was, going into it, So I knew it had been sold, so that certainly helped. So it was like, okay, now I just have to embrace each chapter. And I loved it. I honestly did. Even on the days that it wasn't flowing quite as easily as other days, it was knowing, you know. I still loved it. Yeah. I did.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people hate it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I have to say, and it is a funny thing, being an analyst for 17 years before I had that experience, it's a different side of the brain. Yeah. So I think it helped that I was dealing with a topic that was ready to be to pour out of me because it had been in me for seventeen years, so that certainly helped. But mm. um, but I do I, I like what you had to say because I definitely do agree that when you break it down into small increments that it, it helps you not to be so overwhelmed.
1: Uh, you know there are tricks too. I think you know actually I read um, <laughs> I was reading an interview that Vina, mm-hmm. the showrunner of Killing, did, um, and she said she kind of tricks herself into writing by. Um, Making herself very comfortable, sitting in the bath or sitting in, you know, a bed, yeah. and, and kind of just, oh, I'll just tinker. Like I'm just, I'm in my own little world right now, and and it, it's a way of for her to uh, to not be thinking about the crazy deadline she has and right. how you know how am I going to write sixty pages in four days or how am I going to right? It's just she kind of pretends that she doesn't have a deadline and she's just hanging out and relaxing and right. like, oh, this will be fun. I like that. And I, I think a lot of writers. Um, use those things. I know that I, I love, always have loved going to coffee shops and mm-hmm. that for me is a way of, it's almost like a conditioning thing. If I'm sitting at my house, when do I start? Because I get have so many distracted. other... Yeah. yeah. But if, I know that the first thing I do, I don't think, I just, you know, get my stuff together and go off to the coffee shop. Well once I'm there, there's nothing else it's to like do. Like your office. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that yeah. you know, they're little tricks people use to, yeah. to get themselves motivated.
0: No, I yeah. like that. I like yeah. that. That's great. I appreciate I appreciate your sharing that. Tell me, um what what you love about working on the show and, and also what are some of the challenges of working on this show.
1: Um well creatively I love it. It's as we were talking a little bit um, about before, there's there's a pace to it that is, um, you know, allows for for real detailed work, which I enjoy, and internal uh, character. I think examinations. Um, aside from that, the the process there is great. Vina is a great showrunner. Great. That's huge. Yeah. I
0: love to hear that, and I love to hear great a response about a female showrunner because uh, I know there are... I also, that was know, a
1: selling point for the show to me. I wanted to work for a woman.
0: Oh, I love <laughs> I love that. We I actually, love that, Aaron. That's I, great. You know, I
1: do... I, I say that, it was I'm, a good
0: year for women this year just selling pilots. Yeah, that's pilots. right. It that, was a very good oh, year for right. women. Oh, that's right. I realized that, yeah, yeah. Women and female lead shows. Yeah. Yeah, was yeah a, a that's good right. Year. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. It is true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: Yeah. No, I mean i'm i'm I mean, I was, I was sort of kidding a little bit, but um but not really,
0: <laughs> but not really, not really.
1: I, I you know, I think a lot of women are are tend to be a little bit more organized um in that context. and uh, I wasn't wrong. It wasn't true untrue about right. You know.
0: I have heard that, yeah, like I've heard it especially about women who are moms, that they're like major <laughs> multitaskers, and they get so much done in such a short amount of time, yeah, yeah. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, and she she is a mom actually. Yeah, so likes the character that in the show. Surprised yeah, me yeah. that yeah.
0: she's very organized. That's great. All yeah. right. So is one of the things you like. You Absolutely. like her process. Absolutely. And how is the rest of the staff? How is how is the energy in the room? Is it? Do you feel like it's? I, and not to put you on the spot, but I always ask people like it. it when you compare where other. you where you are now <laughs> versus other rooms you've been in, certainly <clears throat> right. have you been in unhealthy oh, wider rooms? Oh, yeah. you know, I've Everyone done this has. for yes. 10 years, yeah, 10, 12, whatever. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, you know, they can turn um, poisonous. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> they can
1: quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, you know, one day it's fine, and then the next day it's well, how did that happen? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's just human nature. Um, mm-hmm. It is. It's like dynamics. your family. Yeah. Your family. <laughs> yeah.
0: I said. You know. I said the crazy thing about writers that I find fascinating, and and. All of us in the creative world, but writing in particular, is you are recreating the dysfunction that you went through in your childhood. <laughs> when right. you go into the writer's room, it's sure. the siblings who can't get mom and dad's attention. Are you ever going to make mom or dad happy to the full extreme that you want? And you're recreating it And you know, it's it not—it's f- not
1: for everybody. Yeah, Ab- absolutely not. And yeah, I, you know, I've certainly seen people over the years. It's just they—that's—they don't want to be in a room. Yeah. discussing their ideas you know yeah um, well some, being some in incredibly room, like, talented writers
0: do you draw like what do you find do you draw a lot from your own life
1: oh that's yeah part. yeah I mean I think um it's funny I have a lot of friends in comedy and it, it doesn't seem like it's quite maybe the same um or maybe that's a generalization but uh definitely I think in in, in drama especially you tend to you're just encouraged to, and yeah. it, you know, it sort your of Yeah, your emotional happens. well is oh, where yeah. your gold is. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely, and everybody yeah. wants to hear those stories. And yeah. I, think, you know, I think the people who are drawn to um, writing, to the writer's room, and especially to um, more dramatic writing, they love hearing stories. Yeah. They want to hear.
0: I agree. Yeah. I have to admit, I really pay attention when I'm meeting with writers to how they tell stories. Mm. Like it reveals a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Do they know how to get to the point? Do they know (laughs) how to frame the story? Am I interested in what they're saying? And so it is really because it's all a craft and like your story in the room is every bit as important as your story on the page because it's like you're connecting with whoever your audience is through what you're revealing. And as much as you want to make somebody feel on the page and when they watch your show, you also want to make somebody feel when they meet you, so they want to bring you back. Yeah. You know? I think when that's true. have you gone through the staffing season? Have you staffed a show?
1: Oh, as as a showrunner? Either as for, a
0: showrunner or or just a higher no, up who I, helped I, in the staffing process. Yeah,
1: I've done a little bit of that, um, not a ton of it, but you know, certainly reading reading material and 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 uh, what would make
0: people. you go, I've got to have this writer.
1: You know, uh, well, that's an interesting question. I, I think it, it really is number. I mean, you were an executive, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean um some things just pop out at you and yeah. and it may be very subjective it may be unfair in a sense that, yeah. that I don't know why some some persons material works and doesn't but um
0: what would you say the balance the percentage of how important it is that you're on the page versus your energy in the room
1: you know that that's a really tricky question because obviously to get into the room to Mm -hmm. get into those situations you have to have material that people respond to strength on the page right absolutely there's no you know um but then it's 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 what you do with it and then there are people who who are very very strong and uh in in the room and people want to be with them and they inspire people and 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 they can keep working because of that right and that look I, i see it as a team i really do and um a group, effort. just like any yeah. team, any you know, sports analogy you want to come up with, people have different strengths, yeah. And you want to put together a team, it's not all people with the same strengths, yeah. You're, you're you know, that's that's not that's what not do you the consider way
0: to some of your strengths. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going there, are we? Uh, you know, I'm I usually approach things, um. I definitely get personally involved in the room. I love okay. telling stories about good. <laughs> myself and And stuff background. comes out oh, yeah. and
0: makes it into the script.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think character, um, to me, is the most fun, interesting thing to talk about. Um,
0: That's great. It's good to know your strengths. Yeah. And it's good to understand your weaknesses, too. And certainly as you climb to running your own show— then you understand how to surround yourself for, with people who have the strength where your weakness is, yeah. and embrace all of that.
1: I think I think that's that is really key um, <clears throat> to to your own sanity, you know, as as a showrunner. Um, is that and, something
0: you want to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, sir, you know, it's not something I I'm particularly interested in doing in terms of running other people's shows. You know, right. There are a lot of people who have um, <clears throat> careers. Running doing other people's that. yeah shows. yeah um, you know every, of course everybody would rather have their own show but right uh, for me that doesn't really interest me you know, right I'm if, if I'm going to be running it, it, it I want it to be mine and, and
0: how are you with developing ideas how how has that process been in in your own experience how? you know I
1: haven't done a ton of it right yet um, I have I have a few sort you're of broaching that time in your career. yeah yeah I yeah. definitely am yeah. Um, I'm um, definitely, you know, does that it,
0: terrify you or <laughs> does that excite course. you? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, like most things in life, both, yeah, you know,
1: it is terrifying because you, you, it's such a calling card, especially that first thing out the, at the gate, you know, and um, that's ideally what people would know you for think mm-hmm. if it's in success I and mean, failure, nobody really remembers, but um. Yeah, so you want to? Yeah, he exactly. said it is true. You know? Thank God we have ADD. Yeah, in that yeah. Sense. I mean, in a lot of ways business is not forgiving, yeah. but it, but in that way it is because yeah. because ninety percent of of development um, leads to failure. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, you know,
0: Sumner Redstone said we. I learn I learned much more from my failures than my successes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah, that's good. And know. I thought, you know that. <laughs> and then I've had, yeah, I wrote it. I remember writing a little thing in my book that said, "You can fail your way to the top." And, <laughs> you know, it it is a fascinating thing. I've yeah. I've had people. Who've, who've shared with us that they've lost every job they've ever had, and they're at the very top. Yeah. And you look at that, and you just go, okay, that's inspiring. It is. That's an inspiring message, because I think in this town, you recognize that getting fired is almost like a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen, and it's going to be okay, and oh, another yeah. job is going to come as long as you don't fall victim to it happening.
1: Yeah. You know, oh, that's very true. That's very true, and uh, I think a lot of people coming at it from, you know, you know, you go to a good college, you, you're used to getting A's, you're used to kind of following the rules. You, the idea of getting fired is such a devastating, you know. Yes. Um, but you're right. It's just different here. It doesn't. It, it doesn't really work that way because when you're talking about creativity, um, it's so subjective, and really, it is. you know what you what you bring to it may not be the thing that somebody else wanted or was looking for and, and that, i mean and you can't it, let that defeat it's true you. yeah
0: because there's going to be everything comes down to chemistry and there are some yeah. people who you're going to have it with and others who you are not and no matter how hard you try they're not going to love your work like they love other people's work you know i've certainly worked with showrunners where um the golden child would rotate like, Oh, like, that's y- that's you know. that's a common personality, yes. isn't that the truth?
1: Like, who's, there's the honeymoon phase. You know that, that that's always the person you have to watch out for. yeah perfectly honest. The yes. showrunner, if they immediately glom onto someone, first of all, you know that that person's probably going to be fired within a year. Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, you know that somebody else is going to be next. Yeah.
0: And yeah. the, it, it is a wild thing. Now, would you say your genre? You pretty much branding wise. I mean, you are the criminal procedural, <laughs> edgy. Now going God into serialized, is that is that a genre that you you love and you're happy to be a part of? Is it something that you're dying to get out of and try something different?
1: You know, luckily there's there's a lot of work in it, mm-hmm. and especially in the last ten years, mm-hmm. I think it's changing just now. I think yeah. I think finally I was... I couldn't believe how long it lasted, but I think finally audiences are kind of moving it's true. on. I know.
0: mean, like, with, let's say, for example, the fact that a show like Damages can come back after so much time off, and you know that everybody's going to gravitate back toward it, says a lot mm-hmm. about where we were and where we are and and the strength of a concept of a show and the actors, of course, that are in it and the writers that breathe life into it. You know, honestly, you know, a, lot,
1: a lot of the... Um, a lot of the procedurals, um, a lot of the reason I took those types of jobs, uh, I didn't necessarily set out to do that. I mm-hmm. have this like crazy, goofy, silly side of me that that doesn't really get to be expressed, as you know from some of the stuff you've read about. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, in those kinds of shows. But I gravitated towards them because when I read the the pilot slate, I would find that they – provided an opportunity to get into some real depth in, yeah. in terms of character, in terms of, um, for some reason I always felt like, oh yeah, I could really kind of write um, in a way that is interesting to me, in a way that the more soapy shows I thought didn't. Right. Um, and so it, it's more that that's the reason I ended up gravitating towards things, those things. It's not so much that I was wild about Procedurals in general, or, right. or, or cops, or right. <laughs> you know, I really but saw. But you were them.
0: excited by the world, worlds, and the characters in them. Yeah, and yeah. the interaction and the idea of going deep. And,
1: and really, what murder mysteries is about are about is is character I
0: mean, and humor is certainly being used in huh. a lot of these dark, edgy. You know, like it, it, there's certain brands of humor, like with Dexter, how it's mm-hmm. more sarcastic type of humor. And it's really understanding the show. And I think it's it, comic relief is huge in drama.
1: You know, Sopranos was probably the, yeah. the reason. um Oh, I can't say You the wrote it. Your TV. Sopranos oh, that's right. is You're what right. I
0: read. That's right. Your Sopranos is what I loved. But yes. you know,
1: Chase said uh it's a comedy with mm-hmm. serious moments. I
0: so. read another script
1: of yours too. What else? I, did? I think Allie McBeal. I did.
0: <laughs> I read both. I did. Oh my god. Oh my god. Nostalgia. Yeah. That is <laughs> I can't great. believe you remember that. I totally remember. You know, so Interesting, and and I'm gonna I'm actually gonna put you on the spot and ask you too. Um, it is interesting at that time period in my own life, which is how we see writing speaks to us and television speaks to us. I had gone through a divorce, and I remember. Um. I remember Oh I know what you're I remember say. reading the Ally McBeals and like sobbing and just going, Oh my god, they know exactly how I feel. <laughs> this was my marriage.
1: I know. Exactly. I wish I had my own advice. I
0: know. Maybe. Isn't that the truth? And it's so it was so therapeutic for me at the time of my divorce that Ally McBeal was a huge speck at that time. So that mm. is a funny thing. Now but you own- just give me a
1: lot of insight into you. Yes.
0: I'm- <laughs> I'm- Wait till you read my book. <laughs> you will learn a lot about me. So the thing, you know, and this is what I feel like as I try to teach writers to go deep into character. It really is like when you look at the broad strokes, when somebody will look at you and go, OK, Aaron Zellman, Harvard grad, has worked consistently since 2000 on pretty top rated shows. Tell us something that the audience doesn't know about you. Something that, that does kind of add a layer towards I'm
1: constantly terrified that it yeah, won't be working. Yeah. Like
0: that. Okay. That's an honest thing. <laughs> I love that. Where do you think that comes from?
1: Oh, you know, it it, it like you're saying and like we've been discussing it, it is it is so subjective and you you know, you need to find um, to keep working, you need to find partnerships and relationships that work for you. But that's not always an easy thing. Um, you really got to listen. I mean, I think, like, I think, I think, my success in that area, just having been able, being fortunate enough to keep working, is about finding stuff that I can, material that I can really connect with, and I know that I can add something and bring something to.
0: And because you have a life that you've lived in pivotal, dramatic moments in your sure, own life. Sure, sure.
1: But there, are, I mean, there are, you know there have opportun- been opportunities that have come up and jobs that have been presented to me where I looked at and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not going to shine That's not in not my truth. This, It's not. Yeah. It's not going to work. For, yeah. I, I I'm flattered that you want me, but I don't think I'm the person. For right. You. And you know, I think people, um, myself included, probably at times do make that mistake sometimes where it's so easy. I mean, yeah, especially, you know, in this business, you're so flattered to be wanted that it's hard to say no a lot. Um, But those, those can be very important decisions. Early on in my career, I remember somebody saying to me something, um, it might have even been before my career, but they said careers are built on saying no. And it was one of these things that always stuck in my mind. I was like, Oh, that's that's really interesting.
0: It is interesting. I like that. That's a good note I mean, too. It's about choices. You know? Yeah, it is about choice. It's about dilemma too. It's about being putting your character between a rock and a hard place, and you you come mm-hmm. into that from knowing dilemmas in your own life.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that. You know, if you're not looking at that stuff, um, well, I don't know. Uh, for me anyway that's where i get so much of my inspiration because
0: you know how to observe and interpret your own life
1: well it's it's just it's automatic it's kind of my personality so uh, it, it's not a stretch it's not an effort it's it's, it's <laughs> in you. fact it's sometimes your being. it's a limitation but yeah uh, but yeah it's just what i do so so much of my inspiration comes from from that and yeah you know, anytime you can find a connection to Material, um, if if it's a TV job where you can read a script and say, "Oh, I can really write to that," yeah, that's something you you should listen to because you've
0: got to live in that world. And you know, and and there's
1: a lot of um, you know, I have a lot of friends, a lot of um, people who who sort of colleagues throughout the business who have made choices to take things because they They had to successes or they had to or whatever. I don't know. For me, maybe I'm lucky that I haven't had to do that as much, but there, there, there are pitfalls there. And, and they'll say, well, I had to take it for this, I had to take it for that. But, well, maybe if you held out a little bit more, you could have gotten something else that would have been a better fit. That would have been. So, um, you that, know. That I,
0: transpires I, to so much in life. Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. Who we choose to go out with, who we choose to surround ourselves with friendship wise. Absolutely. Who we I mean that that so connects with so many things in life. I think what that's is true. the energy that you choose to be around and, and breathing into, you know. So I think that's great. So we are going to take our first break and then we will be back with Aaron Zellman from The Killing and this is Jen Grisanti.
1: You're listening to StoryWise with entertainment consultant Jen Crisanti. StoryWise is a podcast designed to give you the story behind the people who tell stories, offering you insight on what it takes to work as a writer in television and film. Hear this and other podcasts on www.jencrisanticonsultancy.com, a full-service writer consultancy committed to guiding your vision.
0: We are back with Aaron Zellman from The Killing and Damages. So going into, um, say, success in shows, like when you start on certain shows, can you sense from the concept like what you feel really could succeed? Or is that something that is a mystery and always surprises you to see what the audience gravitates toward?
1: You know, um, if anybody could do that, they'd be, you know... A billionaire, Um, but you can go on your own instincts. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really all you know. All we've got, and I, I think. Look, I don't try to guess. If if I think it's good, and I think it pops out, this is special. That's what I want to gravitate towards, and I think.
0: And then you bring your best to that. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and I hope that other people will follow, but. I'm fortunate. I, th- I think if you're an executive or if you're in other branches of the business, it's a little trickier. I think you do sort of have to think probably more in terms of an audience. Um, maybe, maybe, plenty of executives would disagree with that, but, but I think we have this a uh, little bit more of an advantage. To just say, I just go with my gut. Either that that seems, that response to you know I respond to that or not. Um,
0: I mean, from the executive viewpoint, I can tell you. Certain shows that I could tell from the beginning, like say, for example, Without a Trace. I remember the year Mm -hmm. that that was a pilot. Mm -hmm. I knew for certain that that would work. And it really was the idea of looking at the psychology of the audience and the fact that every time there was a missing person, people would be glued to their TV sets. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wanted to know who is the person, what led to their missing, what was their life like before, and and so the idea of having a show that had one hour to really paint a picture of a person and why we care and go into that, like I, I had, you know, a very strong instinct with that one, and it, it, is, it is an interesting thing. I mean, looking at the pilot's this year you know i would say one of my favorite one of my favorite so far that i've read of the network shows is the playboy club Mm. you know so there's something in the world and in the writing and in the voice that that speaks and and has a strong presence so it's going to be interesting you know to see
1: yeah you know i've definitely i mean with with you know, I could certainly say that too with some I thought criminal minds when I saw that pilot it really popped out. Yeah. Th- this feels different.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: It feels different and it feels and there was a darkness to it that mm-hmm. that that was Yeah. <laughs> a little bit shocking yeah. actually I thought. Um and I thought there's, some, there's something about this. The
0: Good Wife was definitely one of the ones that, you know, again, you're mimicking life. We just mm-hmm. saw all these things happen in the news that were similar to what we're about to watch. And it's like bring us into that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you I, I, if you were going to generalize in any way, I would think tell you know, I was taught and it was certainly my experience in television that television is a very emotional medium. Mm-hmm. So whenever you watch a pilot that grabs you emotionally, there's certainly potential there, yeah. you know. And I felt the same thing when I saw the killing. Um, yeah, there's there's a really devastating moment at the end of that. that yeah, you've, that's You true. know, if you don't feel something there, you know, you should check your pulse. And right, and I thought that's that's, that's what this what you That's in. what this shows. Yeah, this show's going to work because of that. Yeah, you know, I I knew that there was something in there. Yeah. Um. So I did very much believe that the show would succeed. And I have to
0: commend, I mean, because it is an interesting thing. I think my biggest thing when I watch shows is I ask myself the question, why do I care? Yeah. And it really, like, you know, I remember by week three of of The Killing, I was in. Like, it was like, all right, this is going to be one of my must watch, you know, not where the dbr records it and i'll watch it whenever but i want to watch it and right. and so it is it is an interesting thing how sometimes you can see that immediately other times it absolutely may take, and you it know, could be it could be yeah. just an actor or performer yeah, i agree.
1: i am so drawn in by murray who plays the lead i yeah i would say it was both that, that moment at the end but also um just her i could watch her do anything there was yeah. something i just she was on big she love did, she did so yeah. lo- i know yeah, yeah. i loved she, her big love she, she, she really does um there isn't a lot of uh dialogue that speaks to her character in the pilot but so much there subject. was so much depth yeah. to me behind yeah. behind her face behind yeah. her eyes, that i thought yeah. I-, I will follow this woman yeah through a series I'm i like that interested. yeah, yeah.
0: But those are the things that draw you in. Yeah. I mean, you sit there and you go, okay, more than anything, no one can really explain why at certain points you tear up. Uh-huh. Um, but when you do, you know that that is what you want to f- I mean, there are certain shows where you could sit there at Friday Night Lights, I think every <laughs> single episode I'm in tears at some point, you know, and it's like you look at that and you go, okay, that is amazing That was writing, another pilot. You know? Yes. Uh, that's a pilot. That was a brilliant I, 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 pilot. And you know, in another brilliant pilot. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen um Luther?
1: I have it sitting on oh, my Oh, uh, you have to watch queue. it. Yeah.
0: That honestly was probably one of the best first hours of TV I've ever seen. Oh, I'll yeah. definitely. Yeah, pop yeah you it have in. to watch that. It is spectacular. Um what was it like starting your career and staying on the same show for the first four years? Well, you know, it was career. more
1: like four different shows. because Oh, it was? Because there were four different showrunners Wow! in that time.
0: Wow. Yeah. And this was the original on? This or? is the original, yeah. Yeah. It
1: was the, I, think, I believe it was the 11th through the 14th season.
0: Wow. So the early days. And what did you learn? The early days. What did you learn through? How is it as a writer on a staff? going through a change of realm like is that scary i would imagine that would be oh it's very i mean it was my
1: first job Uh and i think i was on a 10-week contract you know Mm -hmm. which means you're only (laughs) guaranteed 10 weeks and then you have to get another 10-week pickup and then you have to get another 20 or whatever so it's just constantly these sort of you know hoops you're being uh forced to jump through and by um four or five months into the season I think uh, the guy who hired me was fired wow (laughs) so I thought it was over I thought yeah but I was really fortunate I had a few mentors um, especially Barry Shindell oh I love Barry
0: I work with Barry on Numbers oh right 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 yeah Yeah. I think Barry is an amazing showrunner I do good that's great so he was one of your mentors oh yeah where's some of the other ones uh, you Over know, the years, on all the shows.
1: Yeah, that... I mean, I'm on that show. Um, certainly, a, a writer named Richard Sweren um, huh. was. He, I mean, he's just an incredible guy in a lot right. of ways, and and really took this. I mean, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I mean, I had no experience in the law or right. order right. or whatever it was. Right. But um, these guys, um, both Barry and and Richard, actually were ex lawyers. And uh, yeah, that's right. They were both public defenders, actually. yeah. and um I, I felt like I went through, you know TV law school as I right. say. You know, I learned how to make it sound kind of legitimate, but but beyond that, these were guys who loved ideas. I mean, I think that that's more than anything what I got out of, right. out of the law and order experience. They were passionate about ideas and about um, things that had consequence. Socially, I mean, we would have really intense issues, debates in that right. yeah issue. It was it was an issues show, and we, it was intense. Um,
0: I love the idea of having intellectual debate over those. Oh well, Dick things, Wolf so. is yeah. uh,
1: you know he he was certainly coming at it. From a more conservative angle, and and he had these short runners like Barry, who were, <laughs> was a public defender. Right. It was a. It was very, we inter- yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. and we would get yeah. edicts yeah. from him. So I remember after 9-11, actually. Wow. He said to Dick, actually came downstairs. <laughs> I say that in a figurative and literal sense because his office was above ours. Right. And he said, "No corrupt cops. I don't. Nobody wants to see that right now. I don't want to see it. We right. don't do any stories about corrupt cops. No bad cops." Right. I don't, you know... Do you know what? I
0: think there's something to that because when you think... The guy knows, you know, what he's doing, obviously. It is an interesting thing, though, because um, after, certainly after Columbine, I remember all the shows that ended up not being put on that had anything to do with violence, uh, especially if it was anywhere near high school and all that. It is it is an interesting thing, and it took a a longer amount of time, I think, to get over the Columbine incident before you could go even venture back toward yeah. that, whereas, like, 9-11, I think Rescue Me came— yeah. Pretty early after it, and so it was really interesting to see can TV entertain and really kind of heal at the same time. And I think you know, I think it is really gauging the climate, and and so you have to yeah. you have to be sensitive. You yeah, know,
1: you have to kind of figure out. But again, it it all comes down to really asking yourself yeah. do i want to see this do yes. i want to do you're it you're right do i want to see a story yeah. right now about you know and we we didn't yeah. most not it took a while yeah just... light
0: and funny <laughs> worked for a long time after the darkness you know oh, i yeah. mean you look at Fantasy. glee yeah, yeah it, it it is an interesting thing absolutely and really being aware of that like it isn't like when i write blogs for the huffington post it's like you you really what i try to do is in, in I think a, a lot of writers do this and it's like is really absorbing what is going on in the consciousness around you and what are people interested in like what stories are in the headlines and what about those stories are drawing people in and how do you draw from that in in what you have to say you know so yeah I
1: think you know that that's why so often you get these um, situations where there are lots of similar, Pilots being developed or lots mm-hmm. of similar movies being yeah. developed. And I think we're all on the from same. the Yeah. I think from the outside yeah. people look at it and and they see something cynical like, uh, Oh, everybody's trying to capitalize on something or everybody's trying to compete with each other, which is true sometimes. Right. But, but um
0: But we're all exposed to the same stuff. It has more to do yeah. with that in my opinion. Yeah.
1: It's it's a collective consciousness that yeah. we're all I- thinking along the same lines. Yeah.
0: You know? I would agree with that because I remember reading this book. Um, I'm reading this book right now that's called The Millionaire Messenger, and it mm. it is so amazing, like how much I've taught over the last year where I've talked about accepting your role as the messenger mm. and really understanding when your life is turned upside down that there is a message to draw from it and then it becomes your responsibility to deliver that message hmm. and to understand that there are millions of other people who are probably going through similar life experiences, and how do you put that out there? And this book is so much about that. Uh, it's so wild because you sit there and go, "Oh my God, we're like thinking in the exact same way." It's crazy, you know. Only he's got a book on the New York Times bestseller list, <laughs> <rest>, and I'm <laughs> like, "Okay, move in that direction." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get there when you. Well, I hope so. When you think about like what would. Be be an ideal situation say five years from now in your career mm. what would you what do you picture
1: you know i've i've always loved film mm-hmm. movies um tv was something for many reasons i was drawn to um, as we talked a little bit about before it was a lot of it was the specific stuff going on mm-hmm. sopranos Ally McBeal. i thought there was really groundbreaking uh, material out there that was changing um the parameters of what was capable or mm-hmm. what was possible yes on television really excited me but yeah there's 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 i would love to be making movies as well yeah you know to be directing what writing, are some, some of your films.
0: favorite features
1: oh mm-hmm. yeah I, I would probably answer it more in terms of directors. Right. Woody okay. Allen. I've actually been rediscovering Woody Allen lately. Right. Great. I, I, Great. I really think he's just a, a genius. I agree. Um, you know, and he was deeply influenced. I think it's very interesting to – I didn't go to film school or anything, mm-hmm. so in a way. But
0: you were on the job film school. That's what yeah, I always yeah. say. Yeah. And I, but I
1: like to put myself through these yeah. little film school things. Yeah. You know, I think it's really interesting to – to examine a director for example i love doing that just yeah. watching a bunch of his movies and then and then i mean if you read woody allen interviews that sort of thing he's always talking about bergman he's always talking about these guys who came before him and um and then you start watching these bergman oh that's where it came from and you know but but it just looking at going back further and further to the roots of things i think is is a fascinating thing and
0: so you are a filmmaker at heart. This is somewhere know, in there, yeah. yeah, there's a there's
1: a filmmaker dying to uh, yeah. to explode. Do you know um,
0: it it is a hard thing though. I mean, I think T V writers get spoiled with the paycheck and the the mm-hmm. the the paycheck and also the time, um it's it is like a job. I mean, it's like, you know, you can have uh, whereas the feature world I've found I would say half the clients I work with are feature writers and so it is it's kind of, you know, it's like this big gamble that yeah. that most of the time is never going to happen, and so it's like it, being an entrepreneur. Yeah, as yeah. Opposed to being a sort it, of it is. Man. You know. It is. And and I think yet I think when you you I think you can do it either way. You can be do well in features and then come and develop a TV show and create mm. a TV show, or you can do great in TV and then move more easily into the feature world mm. now. Because I, I feel like ten years ago that you were one or the other.
1: Yeah, it definitely much more fluidity yeah. than than when I started. Then um, I think that. So I see that for yeah, you. I yeah. do see that
0: for you. I think that's great. <laughs> no, it'll
1: it'll happen. You know. It, do
0: you I, see I, a feature all... first, or do you see a series first that you uh, create
1: first? I don't know about first. Yeah. I see them both. All right. Um. I
0: like it. I like it. That's good. Um, what do you feel about being a working writer in this town? Like, how do you find peace in the craziness?
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, it's it's very obviously very competitive. There are bright spots. Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there are always consequences. If you screw up, you got to apologize. That's good <laughs> it's advice. It's a small yeah. world and. Luckily, I I don't think I've pissed off too many people, so I, I that hasn't been a huge issue for me. But every time I've seen friends and colleagues go through it, it's like, okay, yeah, you messed up. you yeah. got you got to gotta, make gotta em- own it. You got to make amends. You gotta yeah. own it. Um, so just so just, but knowing that it's a small community can can be comforting too, because yeah. people there is
0: you take care of your own trust. Yeah.
1: Um, despite all the the. Stereotypes to the contrary mm-hmm. is a huge and important commodity in, in what we do. And um, once you do have that trust or are given that trust, there's a lot you can do with it. There's a lot. I mean, you mm-hmm. can use that to get a movie made or get a TV. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's something that's not to be undervalued. And yeah. So in all the craziness, I think it's important to to remember the stuff that that you can control Mm-hmm. You, your own behavior and your own um, ability to 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 correct situations when you need to, and
0: I, you know, I don't think I've ever had anyone say that on here, and I think that's such an excellent, excellent piece of advice, especially because. Um, people fear so much there's so much fear in this town oh, and right. and it's learning to use that fear as fuel that is the challenge and and i think that people feel like they get in situations where they can't undo it and communication can almost undo anything
1: like uh, everybody accepts an apology mm-hmm.
0: yeah you're <laughs> right?
1: right i mean if you're sincere mm-hmm it's just, you know. We're it, only human. We're only human. Yeah.
0: You know? Yep. We all make mistakes. Yeah. We all put our foot in our mouth. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: but it's nice, too, to get, you know, I mean, I've gotten my last, um, my episode of The Killing just aired on Sunday. This isn't a plug. It's just. No, uh, <laughs> we want to. We
0: want it. No, tell, to. know. tell. Do tell.
1: Well, I was just going to say that I've gotten so many nice emails from, yes. from people that people I've worked with. It was just a showrunner on uh, Law and Order. You just right. sent me an email, you know. Oh, I love that. So it's nice, it's you on know. my really, DBR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that you I haven't missed. watched it. I kept
0: looking for all. I kept looking for your name, and I'm oh my gosh. Okay, so you know I'm watching that tonight because I am the biggest fan <laughs> out there of your voice and have been waiting. So okay, I'm excited. So now tell them about that. So that's nice. So you get these emails from people who you worked with. And, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's wonderful and in, in, you know
1: over 10 years i mean people um, in different jobs different and it's aspects.
0: good for the audience to know like who they're listening to they can go to the television set and watch something you just did so i i'm all about that you know that <laughs> yes please plug away and you guys are on what episode you've got 13 episodes right
1: yeah that was 7 so okay um, that, that doesn't include the pilot. It was the eighth episode. I have episode. to
0: imagine that being on the air at this time is a good time to be on, rating-wise. How have the ratings been doing?
1: The ratings are good for, for good. AMC. Very good. Great. Um, you know, I don't know if, AMC, if your listeners I, are aware. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the, the scale of, of uh, network ratings versus cable ratings is very different. Very different, different. yeah. yeah. And, but AMC especially is kind of um, – they'll they'll tolerate a certain amount of low ratings, although we have done, I think we've done better than Mad Men I just read. I Wait, today, when they first yeah. started? Or oh, I think we've done better than the, the average of their first three seasons or something like wow,
0: that. Wow, great. Yeah. But, well, but it, you look at a
1: show like Breaking Bad, yes. and I'll just say it's my favorite show on TV. I, yeah, I love and, Breaking um, Bad. I mean, I think their numbers are two hundred, three hundred thousand 300,000 in the demographic or something. It's just tiny. But AMC knows that... Yeah. It's Breaking Bad. It's the Maddening. quality and the value. Those are the shows that made yeah. their brand. They're, you know, they're going to stick by them. Um,
0: and it's quite a brand because the expectation yeah. is very high. So to land. Well, it's uh,
1: another yeah. huge reason why yeah. I took the job on The Killing. Yeah. I and and I went in and I told them I said I want to work with you guys. I think what you do is is fantastic. I, agree. I think Couldn't it's agree the most groundbreaking stuff that's out there right yep. now on television. And um, I want to work for you. I want to. Oh, I, I want to do that.
0: That's it. wonderful.
1: Yeah, and you know, whenever you can have that enthusiasm right. in, in a meeting where you, right. where it's just genuine, that you just have to—it's gold. Yeah. Because people feel it and yeah. they sense it, and and it's—you can be very honest.
0: See, but that's good for people to know. I remember, um, I'm a big fan of Marianne Williamson, and and she said something uh, at one of her talks. She said, you know, where we have it wrong is, she said, we don't, somewhere in our society, someone said you're not supposed to tell people when you adore them or what you (laughs) love about them or what amazing things they do. And yet, why would we ever let somebody we love or care about, whether it be a friend, a coworker, a loved one, anybody, walk out the door, if we feel that there's something spectacular about this person, why would we not share it? Mm. And it's the same thing in meetings. It's like you go into a meeting, if there's something you love about what that artist does that you're meeting with, I mean, why would you not bring that up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Every artist. And, and they all love to yeah, hear it. Yeah, they love to hear it. <laughs> there's no not matter an exception how high, high they get. Yeah, correct. you know, because just look how touched you were by getting all the emails oh, from yeah. people. And you'll get one me as soon as i have time to watch it (laughs) (laughs) well i uh all right last question is there anything else you would like to add that you feel will help writers through the craziness that's going on right now with staffing season
1: you know i I, i've always said just keep writing it's tempting to wait Uh, it's tempting okay i wrote this thing i put it out there and now all i have to do is wait and Um, As we all know, that doesn't always go the way you plan. But if you keep writing whatever you feel strongly about, whatever touches you, you never know. Sometimes these little fun little nothing side projects end up being the thing that you sell for a million dollars, or yes. not that I've done that, right? But, uh, but, or something that gets you, you you're, know, a, you're, a million you're meetings. Foreshadowing you know. here, for the future. <laughs> 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 but but it, I have had that experience. Right. Something I never thought was uh, something I would use. You got know, you to a, get job. a job. Got me a job. Yeah. And it was just because, you know, on my on my time when I uh, wasn't working on something else, or I had the time where I was waiting, um, I. I just did a project that I felt strongly about.
0: Okay, that's great. Well, gosh, this has been amazing, and thank you for sharing so much of your own energy and your thank own you for having me experience and journey. I loved having you. I was so excited. I haven't seen you in a long I, it's time. It's so nice
1: that it comes full circle after yes, all this time. Definitely,
0: <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. So please watch the Killing on Sunday nights on AMC at nine o'clock.
1: Uh, Yes. Yes. I think they rebroadcast at 10. Oh, that's right. At
0: 9 or 10 o'clock. It is fantastic. If you have not watched it, then it is a show you definitely want to start watching. Um, And I am going to go over a few announcements before we shut down. Um, First of all, I want to shout out to TV Tracker. TVTracker.com. www.tvTracker.com. This is a website that will give you so much information on every show that is out there on current shows on what's in development on the pilots that get picked up on the executives that get promoted it is an outstanding website it will keep you more informed than almost anything out there so it is something I recommend that you check out event wise I have a number of events coming up in June that I want to share with you Um, The first is the Great American Pitch Fest. I am going to be teaching a class there on June 4th from 1.30 to 3 p.m. You can sign up for the Pitch Fest at www.pitchfest.com. The class I will be teaching with Jessica Sitomer is called How to Succeed in Television. And then next, on June 9th, I will be at PitchCon, which is with Nafti. I'll be listening to pitches from 9.30 to 1.30 on June 9th at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. There is a spectacular lineup at both events. So if pitching is something that you're interested in, that you want to get better at, I highly, highly recommend you check these events out. You can get more information on PitchCon at pitchcon.org. Um, or just Google PitchCon and it will come up Um, next uh, is an event in New York Uh, Movie Maker Magazine uh, has a screenwriting conference that is going to be in Manhattan on June 11th and 12th at Hunter College and I will be speaking there on the 11th and you can find out more about that at MovieMakerInstitute.com some of the other speakers include Jerome Carchon, Pilar Alessandra, Marilyn Horowitz, Pendensham, Patrick Horton, to name a few. And there's a spectacular panel, so I suggest you checking out their website. And lastly, uh, June 25th and June 26th, there is a TV Film Summit. And you can get more information on it at www.tvfilmsummit.com. Some of the speakers, this is an event, uh, it's television and film. Television is on Saturday, film is on Sunday. TV-wise, I will be speaking, Chad Gervich will be speaking, Ellen Sanders will be speaking. Film-wise, on Sunday, Chris Vogler will be speaking, Linda Sager and Dove Simmons. So it's definitely an event if you're interested in television and film that you will want to check out and uh, at the writer store uh, I now have two DVDs one is called writing the feature script the other is called story tools they are available as DVDs and downloads and uh, my book TV writing toolkit is also available on Amazon Kindle and lastly my book storyline finding gold in your life story is available at the writer store and amazon.com Samuel French bookstore and almost uh, a bunch of writing stores out there so uh, thank you so much for joining us I love having guests uh, like Aaron who share their information and my purpose of this podcast is for you to hear the story behind some of our top storytellers so that you can map your way to your destination this is Jen Grassanti of Jen Grisanti Consultancy Inc thank you for joining us
1: You've been listening to StoryWise with Jen Grisanti. If you're looking to get to the next step in your career and need a guide who has been there and knows what it takes, go to www.jengrisanticonsultancy.com. On the website, you can also find the latest on writing programs, feature film festivals, and other writing competitions. This podcast was recorded at the studios of Icebox Logic.